Another episode of Indie Comic Spotlight, the show where we do a deep dive into an ongoing series or graphic novel from a company other than the big two. And here, finally, to do part this is the end of a one year project that has taken two and a half years. And maybe this is why part seven, Sin City, how and back. Hello, Heath. Hey, how's it going? I don't know. How are you, man? You, I, um, look. Helen back. There's the, the, the mental anguish of reading those comics. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's it's quite a quite an issue. It's nine issues called Helen Back. This came out around the time of the first movie, if I remember. Um, yeah, and uh, I remember. I think it's three comics that they put out one. I remember I had the first issue, and that's all I had read. I never read this one, so I was coming out this. Uh, yeah, with virgin eyes, and it was, uh, yeah, it was something. You Mind definitely you popped your cherry, is what you're saying. If we're going to stick with the virgin metaphor. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So uh, thoughts, comments. Um, where should we start? Well, the brief. I'll just do a quick brief synopsis of it because it. Okay, so the, none of the characters you've met before are there, although they do go to Katie's for just a hot second. Um, Manu. Right. Oh, you're right. Minute is in there. You're right. You're right. Okay. The woman in um, blue from the short stories. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. That is correct. Yeah. So this this was released. This came out in uh, uh, July of '99, and the last one came out in April of 2000, and then it was collected. So yeah, the short version is none of the irregulars are there. Dwight, you got no Dwight. You got no Marv. You got no Nancy. You got no Miho, everybody's favorite. You got no any of them. You got nobody that you know. So what you have is Wallace, who is a former military guy and current artist. Um, What's that? Navy Navy SEAL Medal of Honor winner. Yes. Yeah. And 100% artist who's also a short order cook. And then he meets Esther, um, who is a model actress who is getting ready to commit suicide and then he saves her and wackiness ensues. And um, for reasons, I hope I got enough question mark in my voice. Uh, people are out to get Esther and there's uh, Mason and Bundy, the, and it's the um, dirty cops are in there. Um, and there's then there's, awesome. there's the Colonel who's somehow part of Sin City now, like, we went from the Rorks and the crookedness of the mob families to the Colonel, and he's brainwashed. It's like human trafficking. Well, before that was a big, you know, mainstream topic. It's they're re- redoing her face, redoing her personality. And, um, God, there's a lot. Of, it, it's I feel like we're in the trash compactor in Star Wars. To bring it back to Star Wars, it's like oh my God, the walls are closing up. But yeah, it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's not his finest work, we'll say. In, in my in my uh, in my notes, I put to hell and back. Frank should have stayed in hell. <laughs> yeah. This, well, that this is where he was going. Okay, this is 
interesting because this is at a time when Frank was going from like beloved, like, oh, he's doing Sin City and the movies and there's toys and he's he's the Dark Knight Returns guy. And then he came back to Dark Knight Returns, which is a whole other podcast episode. Dude, those are it's so hard. bad. It's, yeah. It, it kind of started with Electra Lives Again in the mid early 90s that he brought Electra back and killed her again because he's like, she's not alive. That's his whole stance on her. I know we've talked about that before, but yeah, it just seems like this is when the right wing, you know, 9-11 really sets a fire under his ass for the, the right wing alt-right shit. But this is like... This, this and is this is dark. before that. This is slightly yeah, before that. Yeah. This gets, to me, it gets lazy and it gets like... It, it gets minimalist in areas. I mean, I listened to Kevin Smith talk to Grant Morrison about the Dark Knight Strikes Again, and he was saying how it was brilliant, how it was conceived by Frank. Yeah, I don't know. I think Frank's uh, brilliance might be overestimated when you get to this. But um, anyway, what, what are your thoughts on the art style? Well, of As course, a- the art is... <laughs> Here's the thing. Frank's art is always... His that's his strongest suit, and so I there are a couple of moments in here. The flying car essentially, um, Wallace has a car that doesn't seem to touch the ground, and from the top view, it looks like a rocket. And I really do like that. the wheels ever touch the ground in Sin City, they don't, no, but apparently, they don't. And then this is when he just like so Wallace's car is just gonna look like a rocket, so so like he does things like that, and then there's a drug. Like the magic, the magic, because I think at last time we were at the tar pits or two times ago at the tar pits, there was a big Spartacus scene. Um, I am Sparta and the whole 300 stuff that happened at last time we were at the tar pits. And that happened to Dwight. And now. Because it was a graphic novel and he had guardrails where he could. And, but this just keeps going on and on and on. It's, it's insane. Could you imagine reading this? So the whole drug scene was just one standalone episode, one standalone issue. So you're reading, you're buying these nine issues, and all of a sudden you get one that's in full color, and it's drawn, um, it's like reminiscent of his Wolverine. Um, Oh, there's some Darwin, Jeff Darrow, the whole uh, hard-boiled kind of stuff. Everything's in there. It's like a smorgasbord of all Frank's career, yeah, and then and then he just fucks. He says, "Oh, copyright, schmoppy, right?" And Captain America shows up, and um, and and uh, Doctor Seuss character, the Cat in the Hat, shows up, and yeah. um, uh, somehow, um, and then this is a Dark Horse comic, but Hellboy shows up. So it is the most crazy bananas drug trip in the tar pits, the same tar pits from before, the magic tar pits that are outside of Sin City, um, and. So that makes absolute sense. So, but the one thing I will say about it, like the story is terrible, but that, but in that moment, that is like, he's reminding you that what he does earlier in the book is so intentional. The way, like you talked about the minimalist style, like the fact that it's like, I'm only using black and white and that I'm drawing um, negative space to create a character. And then he does this like crazy Drug fueled, he gets a colorist, or I don't know if he does his own colors, but it's this really bright kinetic thing. So I think it doesn't work because the story makes no sense, but it is like a reminder of what Frank Miller's art when just the drawings can be. And he does have some silent panels, 
which I always think are really good for him. His storytelling is always better when his people shut up. Yeah, but it, it, it I think we've gone from like pinup titillation in the sexuality to just like here's an ass in your. I mean, there's whole like panels of ass. <laughs> I mean, definitely ass panels. There's, it's like in your face. Yeah, it's just, it, it just feels like it just makes me sad because it's like you, you, you went. It's like he had no room to go and no room to grow what Sin City was. We reached that high water mark with that yellow bastard, and then we really liked. I uh, can't remember the name of it, but the self-contained uh, graphic novel, essentially with um miho and dwight and they go on the yeah. adventure that was amazing uh, family values family values yeah that was that was probably the, those two and some of the short stories are you know some of my favorites but it's like this is just like okay <laughs> <laughs> you've done it everything that you could with this how many more characters are there that are you know like these white knights you know and how many I don't know. It's, it's just, no, see you. That's I, it. That's you know. it. Right. It's that he, he, he couldn't, re- he couldn't help himself. So he's like, okay, I'm going to know your, your normal guys aren't here. We're going to go. We're going to meet somebody new. Oh, but he's going to be everybody rolled into one. He's got the moves like Miho. He even does Miho's backflip move. And I was like, wait, wait, what do we, <laughs> Wallace, Wallace. He's got a katana. Yeah, he, he goes in the meditation during a drunk tank, you know, scene where you know, with, yeah, it's a, a lot of it's in his head. He's an artist. I mean, there's there's probably a little bit, you know, more more psychedelic surrealness to it, because it's a realistic quality to it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of glad it's over. To be honest, I mean, I think like we've done our time in Sin City, and it's like holy shit! Like, well, they leave at the end too, so that is fascinating. They... Volumes that like we might have to take two years off and come back to this because it's like <laughs> if he does a prequel, I'm like, okay. I mean, he's supposed to be. I don't know what's happened with this his new publishing endeavor with Dan DiDio. To me, that's like super villains teaming up, but that's a whole other topic. Um, <laughs> I mean, Mark Wade in DC now doing awesome, the best stuff in DC in years. Like World's Finest is like the best title on the shelves. It has been for years, but um, yeah, it's Mark Wade wasn't allowed because I think it's because of Dan DeVille. He's never really said, but like he was black- blacklisted from DC, so he's been Marvel for years, doing brilliant stuff on Daredevil. Oh, but yeah, that's all off the. It's like Frank can go anywhere. I mean, he's got that kind of star power where he can go anywhere and do anything. So it's like, hey, Dan, you want to start a comic imprint? Sure. Want me to just, I'll do all my comic creations. And I don't think he's, I don't think he's in the greatest health. If you've seen him lately. He looks bad. He does a lot of co-writing. Like Brian Azzarello helped him do the uh, third, the master race of uh, Dark Knight 3. Yeah, yeah. Alone. That don't even. If you've never read it, don't even. Don't even. It's just, oh god. But that we're not even getting into like uh, his anti-Muslims. Oh yeah. But yeah. just okay. You focus on the stuff I had. I mean, we'll focus on the good. What was the good? You said the the silent panels. I, I, I always love the silent panels, and I I feel it's like 
I love his covers. <laughs> always. Well, always. I mean, this is hard to focus on the good because there's there's not a lot of good. So like I said, it's like he jams everybody. He takes a little bit of everybody. So there's a little Dwight. Here's a little Callahan. Here's a little Marv. Here's a little Nancy. Here's a little Miho. Well, and not, he doesn't have any, Wallace doesn't have any Nancy in it, but he has all of those. And then he has a little bit of Miho and they're all the same person, like jammed into one. And it's so weird. You mentioned the white knight thing. So I, it's like, I'm interested in, you brought up Star Wars. I was interested in Ryan Johnson's expanded Star Wars universe that was set during the Skywalker saga, but not about the Skywalker saga. Cause that's the thing in the star Wars universe, somebody on some planet somewhere is just living a schlubby life. And sure there's stormtroopers and the death star and all that stuff, but they, their problem is different. They're pro- like, everybody's problems are their problems. Oh, Andor is. If you've ever seen Andor, I did like, awesome. yeah, yeah. Andor, right. Oh, right like, but, what is a regular Joe doing? I love that. It should be, it should be like, what's a regular Joe like, give me the, the penis nose bartender story. Or give I me, love penis nose. He's great. Give me, like, somebody, you know, it's like that short story with the guy in the state. You know, it's like... Yeah. Or, you know, or the couple at the bar was more interesting in their story, and they're all over each other. It's like, get a room. But, like, what's their story? His yeah. strength was he used to have, you know, you'd bump into these characters, and, and they would just populate the, the, the town. And, that, and it's like... Oh no! I'm going to take all of them out except for the bar. You know the people who run the bar, and we're not even going to show anybody. So, yeah, I don't know. And it would be okay. It would be okay to not have all of them in it if this then just wasn't their story smashed into a story. It's a little bit of family values. It's a little bit of that yellow bastard. It's a little bit of what's the Callahan one where he saves Nancy. That's that yellow bastard. It's yeah. it's a little bit of um the the dame to kill for. It's a it's all of the things jammed together. And it, it and what it needed, and again he's Frank Miller and he can do whatever the fuck he wants, but what he needed was a, a different story, a smaller story. It can still have violence. There can still be corrupt cops. There can still be all the things, but it needed to have a guy who maybe like even Dwight, who is the most air quotes loserish of the of the four here of the four male protagonists. If you've got Wallace, you've got Callahan, you've got Dwight, you've got Marv. Dwight's the one who loses the most, right? He he's like, he, but he still is still somehow like this superhero. And this guy Wallace, it just doesn't. Again, I just, I just want a because it's even starts really strong with the noir detective voice. I really love that over the top. So I'm, I'm like, oh right, it's going to be just this more thing, and then it turns into th- this, you know, like a superhero story, and it's not. It shouldn't be that. Come off of it really by by the ninth issue, the wheels are off. Initially, I liked this story. Initially, I was like, oh, he finally got it right this time. He's just been going back and back and back. And then I reread it and went, no, this sucks. Because <laughs> going you're going back and not adding any value to it. You're going back and basically treading the same ground. You're doing exactly what every older creative doesn't want to do. They don't want to go and, and, and know, he doesn't want to do a like, he doesn't want to bring Electra back to life. That's why he keeps killing. And he'll always say, like, you know, like, he, he, he's one of these guys who change the industry but it's like he can't i don't know get out of his own shadow and i think that's what sin city was was like going no i'm going to do something i always wanted to do 
but it just doesn't a lot of it just doesn't track like a lot of it doesn't carry over into you know he could have been this progressive voice and really really you know changed comics instead he's like no nah, i'm gonna be, take you know these these alt right wackadoodle ideas and you know there's so much homophobia and so much transphobia in all this work and i, I don't even want to know about the weight stuff this story that stuff really puts me off it just the second reading of it, the first reading of it, like, oh, okay, friends. And the second reading of it, I'm like, no, fuck this. It's like, I'm tired of this. It's like, well, everybody knew, didn't know better. It's like, no, everybody knew better, but you, you know, you, you still did it. You still did it back then. And, it, and if you're trying to get somebody on the street, I'm like, oh, this is the voice of the everyday person on the street in 2000. Probably, but, you know, I think he could have done better. I couldn't, you know, I would be interested to know, to look, to talk to him one day and say, hey, what, what was with this? I mean, that would have been cool. To, I mean, it still would be cool to get an interview with him and say, look, what the hell, you know, don't listen to our previous episodes. you <laughs> crazy. But, you know, it's like, go from the fluidity of his comic pages. Like, he took what Neil Adams started in Batman, and if you get the Daredevil, like, it is martial arts movie you know daredevil as a martial artist you know nobody would have pegged that because they're like you're frank you get daredevil and he's like thanks like <laughs> like no i'm gonna make this into the best comic on the stand into the and, i mean it, and you know born again is still a perfect it's a perfect i mean it, when i say that there are definitely i do not love what happens to karen but what i'm saying is it it, it is <laughs> brutal I mean, they they've done it twice. They haven't done anything twice. They haven't even done like the you know the electric stuff twice. But essentially, they're doing Born Again, just calling it flat out Born Again instead of like right. season two of Daredevil. So like, and, and she is really good as Karen. I know my wife was very fond of her, and she she gets a little tiring. But that's kind of how I feel about some of his characters anyway. It's like right. if, if that Frank's DNA coming through in that character, then yeah, she becomes a, a prostitute and a heroin addict. And ultimately dies of AIDS. No, she dies of in Kevin Smith's run. Spoilers from you know twenty five years ago. But still, <laughs> like, it's uh, yeah, it's like it's like too much of a depressing thing sometimes. Like Sin City is not something that you should binge. And this one is like nine months ago came out, and you're like, oh my god. Because you know, I would love ever, to see the sales <laughs> numbers. On that, I would love to see like people were like, "Oh my God, Sin City's back!" And then like issues one, two, because again, issues one and two, you get all your things. Now, like you talked about the oversexualization, that's always been Frank's thing. This one, he definitely releases the dongs. It's not just a penis nose. It's definitely you see lots of junk. Even see the hero's junk for whatever weird reason. He's always like, and again, he's it's like you know, here's like you said, this one with Deidre, the femme fatale character, who's the who's Esther's. Not Esther's roommate, but who's posing as Esther's roommate. Esther's the damsel in distress, the woman that he loves, the woman that he saves at the beginning. And you're like, oh, Frank, you have a finally you have a black lead. That's new. Um, and then the villains are really villainous because, like you said, they're trying to remake her and trying to like even yeah. the line is make her less ethnic. Huge, I, yeah, yeah, the huge 
splash page and said, we'll make you more uh, marketable. Or something. Yeah, that's it. And they're like, wow, what a commentary he's making. Because they're clearly villains. They're baddie bats. They're yellow bastard baddie bats. They're bad like the works bad. So you're like, the bad guys are saying the bad things. So you're like, okay, wow, Frank, look at you. Not that he's Frank Miller would ever be confused with being woke or anything. I mean, and again, I don't think woke is a bad thing. I'm happy to be woke. I would like to wear a woke shirt. And then somebody come up covered me and be, is that a woke shirt? And I could say, yes, that would be amazing. I want that. Absolutely. But he, so it starts. So I bet you people were reading these issue by issue and like issue one and two. They're like, damn, go Frank. And then you get to issue three and you're like, well. And haven't I seen that before? And then he starts doing his Miho flips and he starts like, wait, is he as strong as Marv? And he's a martial artist. Hey, wait, what's happening? And then, and I bet you by the time I get to the end, people are like, God damn it. I need my money back. I bet you those numbers on the last few totally dropped. Or it would be like completionist only. They'd be like, I better get them all. Um, it, it definitely falls apart. And do you think, so I've got two questions and these will, this will probably take us for the rest of the time. They're two questions. They're simple questions, but they do not have simple answers. So number one is, does this, where does this take place in the timeline with the rest I of the books? The furthest along the timeline, this is the most recent. So you I think always... it takes place after everything? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's that's why still disappointing is because you could have had a new direction. Like, if I compare him to, like, Brubaker, and I hate, I famously hate Brubaker's ending, my wife and I, but that's a whole other topic. But Brubaker will put somebody in there that's horrible. He might put a hero in there that's not exactly here. I mean, it's very much crime story. 100%. Yeah, Jack and I are doing those right now. Yeah. It might he might be the dial on the new war might turn up and down depending on what it is, but you know they're essentially all crime stories, even just spy stories. But um, he has a way of making it. The the narrative is so strong and there's such a foundation there. Here it's like it's just it, it it's like well you're not even treading new ground. And if you're gonna tre- tread old ground, then give us. Mark, Put it in the middle of that story. Have Dwight us, in the background or something. Girls and you know, there, there's not a group of prostitutes that are more beloved in comics than those girls in the Old Town. You know, it's I like, know. It's it, it's like he just stripped down everything. So I guess this is kind of his born again with. Oh, the, nice. He stripped everything down. Oh, and nice. It was like you born again gets it, it's like all those layers that everybody was building up in the 80s and independent comics with superheroes and friends went, oh, no, we're going to strip this down to nothing and we're going to bring him down to nothing and then, you know, build, and then other people will build them back up. But you very, very, very often don't get the, the heroes at their lowest. It's just, you know, uh, I just feel like he blew apart everything in his career around this time. Like, every, like Dark Knight Strikes Again, it's just got complete garbage. And then you look at it later and you go, okay, it's garbage, it's crazy garbage. And that's kind of like everything. I mean, 300 was on this time too, though, wasn't it? I don't remember when that came out. Probably, I mean, I've never was... read it, but, you know, the movie is probably that adapted. Well, the first Sin City movie too, and um, this shot for shot stuff out of that. And I think it works in a really crazy, weird way. But, um, yeah, I saw this coming out around the movie, and, and then he's trying to, 
and he never came back to it until now he's talked about a prequel series. And it's like, why, you know, okay, so, um, what was your second question? Well, I'm, well, no, no, that I'm, I, I, I was just curious. I'll get to that yeah. one in just a second. So yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I think this takes place after everything too. I don't think, I don't think it takes place. And th- this is the only time when they leave that the hero, like, cause we talked about if Callahan and his wife had just left Sin City, like she wanted to, I mean, granted then he doesn't save Nancy, which is the whole, you know, Nancy is the, is the linchpin to the whole thing. It's interesting in this because he made Esther um, Cinderella. She throws her converse all star down. And then, you know, so that was like, Oh, that's clever. Cause I've always felt like the princess of Sin City is Nancy. You know what I mean? And yeah. I know her story is not Cinderella, but sort of, you know, the way her and Callahan and, you know, it's, it's, she's almost like the, the blue fairy and he's the, you know, she turns him into a real boy as it were and all that stuff, whatever. Anyway. So I, I agree with you that it is probably after, but my second question is, and this is just, and again, not to just shit on Frank and all of the, I mean, we have to admit he did some good things. Carrie Kelly is an amazing character. Born again is perfect. Like he did some good stuff. Did he? That, like Daniel Adams was the first punch and the second punch, the knockout punch was, was Dark Knight Returns in year one. Like, you cannot read Batman a panel today without Frank Stenberg. 100%. Right, I agree. Right, so the question is, with this, this was nine issues, which is weird, and he's done that before. Did he have a plan? Do you think he actually plotted this story out? Like, based on what you've seen, because it is really three different stories. And again, that's fine. It can be three different stories and nine issues. It doesn't have, but it is linear storytelling, which is weird because Sin City, we discussed the first three issues sort of all happen at the same time. Like you meet Dwight and then Dwight's got the other face and you're like, but which is Dwight's real face and all that stuff. So he like plays with time. He tells a very linear story here. And it doesn't, and it falls apart. We've got that color drug issue, the magic. So do you think when he sat down to write this, he had a plan or not? No, but who's the orange chick? I don't think he had a plan at all. Oh, the one who's dressed like Cheetah, Mariah? Yeah. Like yeah. he goes into her origin story. In the yeah, and, that's of- written, and it's written in first person all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think he had a plan. I think he has. He had stuff that he could fall back on. I think he fell back on him and gave us that kind of newer kind of thing. As, as you know, as someone who, you know, I like I said to you before, I, I when I write, I tend to write in that kind of stuff. It's kind of I think get kind of stuck in your DNA, like when you have that kind of hard-boiled voice, and it's hard. You know, you can't really depend on what the work is, but he can't get out of it at this point. You know, it's like. It's very much like, okay, I'm going to have to end it like this. But uh, he gave you know, us a happy ending for the first time. Yeah. Is that why it doesn't work? Um, I'm talking about like the the fourth act with, with the, let's get the gang together and we're coming in. Oh, oh, like, that one. Okay, sure, sure. Okay. That whole trope of just like, uh, you know, the, but the rescue. And it's, yeah, I mean, it's good that it's a happy ending because it you, you could, but, but it makes us for a strange end, end point for the, for the whole series. So it's hard to not talk about the whole series because this is the final one or the final one we've had so far. You know, I understand he wanted to do other stuff and that's great. But, you know, 
nobody in the world is like, oh man, his legs are so much better than <laughs> stuff. It's like you become a, a prisoner of your own success in some of these cases. And, you know, he's never really cared. I mean, read Superman year one, you'll see he doesn't really care. Like he, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, it kind of made me sad when he was coming back to Batman, just coming back to the superhero stuff because I love Sim City so much. And I, but I had read this. And it does start out. Like I said, I read the first issue and I was like, oh, this is awesome. This is going to be the best one yet. It's going to be so different. And then it kind of doesn't. It kind of still hits all the same beats that before. So, yeah, it, it, it's just, he has a strange career. Not as strange as Alan Moore, but, you know, Frank's always been like, yeah, I'll, I'll come back in, uh, to DC. And, I'll, you know, he hasn't really come back to Marvel, but he's come back to Batman a lot. And, you know, the Superman stuff, it's, he'll find a different way to tell a story. And that's why it's so odd. This one, I guess it's just odd. This one, like, it's, it's not like any of the other Sim cities. I can't compare this to anything. Well, and again, yeah, and that would... It would be okay if it weren't that. See, and that I think you're hitting it. The problem with it is, is it's not like the other things, but then it is doing all the same things. You're like you're you're giving us new characters. You're trying different things. You've got an interracial couple, which shouldn't be a big surprise, but it, from Sin City, it is. I mean, and I know in the film version they have Rosario play Gale perfectly, by the way. Um, but you know, like. In the comics, that's not what Gail looks like, and I'm okay with that because if you can put Rosario Dawson in anything, you should. That's just that's a that's just a duh. And so, all of that is to say, like, so right, he wants. To, I'm here for something different. I'm here, and it starts very Nori. I like the voice. I like the fairy tale idea with the shoe, and I was like, I'm here for it. I am ready for this. And then it's like by issue three, then it just becomes the trope. And it's not even, and so if you're going to then rehash it, at least have it be good. Like there's a, there's a, um, an issue, there's a Sonny Randall book that is almost the same plot as one of the Spencer books where it's the second Sonny Randall book where she has to um, save a kid. And yeah. so, and it is, you know, the April Kyle, the April Kyle saga early on in, um, in the Spencer series, he has to save a prostitute, April Kyle, and then he sets her up with the madam, and she, and then you know she comes around three times. And spoiler alert for thirty-year-old uh, books, he ends up having to kill her, which again was a heartbreaker. Like that always got me that he ended up having to kill April, and that sucked. But I love that that was a setup. And so, like, so there's a Sunny Randall book that's very similar to that one, and I, everybody's always shit on it. It's like, oh, he ran out of ideas, so he told the same story. But when you read it, it's really not the same story. And it's like, well, this is just a thing that can happen. So so he managed to tell a story the same way multiple so thing about, times with different characters in a new way. Yeah. He was telling us the same story in every book, essentially. And just changing the dressing. Like, it's a baseball story. It's like this. It's right, that. yeah, yeah. We're, in, we're talking about the Latino population that's of Boston, this network, neighborhood, and this. So you can tell the same story over and over. And then, you know, Marvel's been doing it for like 50 years. But you you have to make it seem like like there, there's a new angle to it. There's, there's something that makes the characters go, oh, shit. Like, there's nothing that shakes up the entire town like Marv on this hellbent. <laughs> for sure. Like, I think that's the thing. It's like a, it's, it, if, it, if, it, if it's we're just going downhill and it's just kind of a clunky ending it's just like i said the wheels fall off 
the plot falls off. And, you know, at the end of the day, where I go all the time these days, is like, do I really give a shit about any of these characters? Not in this one. Not at all. Woman in blue is the most interesting character. And the woman in orange, like... Deidre is the woman in blue, and Mariah is the woman in orange. But again, she's just like Cheetah. It's weird. But Deidre has this two other stories, and you get to see her origin story, and you get to see her, like, groomed as an assassin, and then she gets taken out. She gets killed in this story, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so she gets taken out, and you're like, well, that was the most interesting character in the last third of these stories. So it's... It's... it's, Yeah, it's not a complete waste of time. If you're going to read Sin City... (laughs) That, Frank needs to put that on the cover of the anniversary edition. Keith Fedor says, it's not a complete waste of time. (laughs) Not a complete waste of time. I I love it. (laughs) <laughs> it's essentially a pinup book if you really get down to the art oh that is it you nailed it I mean there's panels of just like a crotch and you're like what the <laughs> fuck Frank like impaling you know just it's like whoa I don't know I expect better I guess that's the thing is that when you read his good stuff you're like oh this, there's an expectation and the delivery of this man and it's like they don't match like you you want it to be the electro you want it to be dark knight and it becomes dark knight strikes again it becomes you know holy terror and you're like fuck that was supposed to be a batman story like this is the most anti-muslim thing like holy shit like yeah he's and, and, it, and it's almost like he loves it he just blows open the doors and says come on in controversy i love you come on in i i'll take it i'll take it on the chin i don't give a shit like i've never seen him be like apologetic about anything he's ever done which as an artist i don't think you know i don't think everything is supposed to work as an artist but i just think it's disappointing because sin city is they are some of the best comics that aren't superheroes they are telling stories that some of the first stories that I read where you have this complete piece of shit that you root for. You're like, oh, this guy's awesome. And like, why is Marv awesome? Because he's going against the entire system and he's a, like the, the least likely guy. Like, you know, and those are, you know, those are some of the most interesting stories. But yeah, this one is not. This one is like... <laughs> I, it's not a complete waste it, of time, but it's not very interesting. Uh, I don't know. It isn't. I'm you know, the, I, I, I feel it. No, I feel your pain because I feel like it is one of those things where, you know, we read this, we planned on doing this a while ago and then, you know, to recently reread it for this. And it was, and it's almost like we did it. I bet if we had recorded it those few months ago, we would have, like, I had hot takes, but I don't think. I this, you, it would have been a different. Yeah. It's, it's. Yeah, he finally got it right. He was doing all these different stories. And he finally hit it on the sweet spot and blah, blah, blah. And I'm reading it going, no, this is, this is crazy. Like he's put in a, a whole issue of like, like naked cherub cupids and stuff. I mean, there's dinosaurs and there's, yeah. What? Frank, you just opened up your sketchbook and went, yeah, we'll use all this and put it in color. Like, yeah, it's, it's strange. It's kind of strange in parts, you know? And, and again, it's weird is okay. And that's the thing. It's like, 
this is a, it's obviously a Sin City story, and it's his art. And we're not here to tell anybody what they can do or can't do with their art. But it's like he didn't want to tell a Sin City story, but he did. And again, nobody makes you do it. Like you've said, he's not revisited it yet, but he had other ideas. It's not like Dark Horse would have told him no. It's not like they would have been like, no, we don't want a new Sin City. That's not going to break all kinds of fucking sales records. He could do that anytime he wants. He's choosing to not tell the story. So there's several reasons you can think. Number one, he doesn't think Dark Horse is going to give him the money that he thinks he should get because comic books, the industry has changed. And so maybe that's why he and Dan are going to start their own company, which also you notice haven't happened because there's no angel investor. Nobody's like, yeah, I'm going to give those two guys a bunch of money. These these fucking guys. So they're going to have to finance it themselves. Now, I don't know. I feel like Dan probably lost his shirt in his separation from DC. And so. Yeah, I don't know if Dan would be trusted in my opinion. Go ahead. Well, I was disappointed in those. I loved his last thing. I loved the first half of the Metal Men that he did. The the last. Yeah, yeah, Dan. He did he did a 10 issue Metal Men. And the first five of that, right, are fucking amazing. I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing he's done in a long time. And then the second five, I'm like, he ate all the drugs and finished this Metal Men series. It was so disappointing. I just mad because he hates Dick Draper. And that's and he purposely was like like infinite crisis was he's like, Yeah, we're killing Nightwing now. Because I hate it. And I'm like, why do you hate Nightwing? He's like the greatest DC character. He's the greatest ever. He's the greatest hero ever. Yeah. But anyway, so so I feel like there's so there's if he he I think he's one of those guys, Frank's one of those guys who's sitting at the bar, he's sitting at Dick Nose's bar, and he's like, I was the greatest that ever was, and I could do whatever. And then you're like, Okay, yeah, you are. This isn't basketball, you can still be good. You know what I mean? It's not like you age out. You know, you watch like we I don't watch a lot of pro basketball, but we are, we are in it. Like we are of an age that we have, we saw anybody who watches pro basketball got to see LeBron, like who's our age, got to see LeBron James entire career. And, you know, and like, you normally don't see that, especially because he started playing, started, you know, playing so young, right out of high school. He's this kid, he's 18 years old. And now, you know, he's an old man. He's not even, what he's not even 40, but he's considered an old man. So you, but you see the whole evolution of somebody's career and then he's done, but he still could kick everybody's ass. He could go be, you know, he could make movies or do whatever he wants because he's really still in amazing shape, but just not in basketball shape. Writing comics and being an artist isn't that. Frank can do, he doesn't have to sit on the sidelines, but he's choosing to. And this, to me, even back in 2000, says there's a reason you're on the, like, you got old, Frank, and you didn't get old gracefully. You didn't do, like, Stephen King, after the accident, even said, maybe I need to be done. And he wrote, and we all know, Stephen King, talk about a guy who's bad at ending. Stephen King is a terrible ender of things. Um, I think he's good, but you and my wife will agree, she hates Lots of his I I don't hate Pretty lots of his endings. I think he's on the struggle. I don't think he wants to leave his characters, and I understand. You know, I like it, and I like. And he comes up with Mister Mercedes, and you completely change who you are. You go from being Mister Horror to Mister Detective. To- right. See, that's what he did. So that's what he reinvented himself because he's like, I'm tired of telling the same story over and over. So I'm going to write something different. And you know, some of his best stuff, the Bachman books. The Long Walk, I think, is maybe his 
one of his finest pieces of work. And that's just like a horror story where nothing happens. like a horror story in the way that like the yellow wallpaper is a horror story where it's like a psychological horror. And I mean, it's dystopian. It's awful. And you don't get the Hunger Games. You don't get, um, what, what's that? Joyland was brilliant. It was, um, was that the detect- that was the noir detective stuff? No, Joyland was in that imprint, but it was about a guy who like basically in the 60s goes to like a mom amusement park and works there and there's like a a mystery involved. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. it's not it's, it's supernatural esque, but you know, or blockade Billy, if you want a good baseball story, a little blah not about what he wrote. But right. Uh, yeah, and the the girl who loved Tom Gordon. That one there's no there's a bear. That's amazing. And you take all the word balloons and captions out and you just look at the art. This is the last time we're ever gonna see this Frank. Yeah. Frank's style is completely gone from this. He likes to get more abstract and he likes to get more surreal. He likes to bend, you know, like you'll see it in some of the action scenes, it kind of starts, but the kind of the hat that the line work and the detail, you know, and his pinup and the use of that you know, negative space. If you want to look at it from an artistic point of view, this is the last old Frank or mid, you know, that from Dark Knight to this, like, that's, this is the last time we get that. Now, now he, he couldn't, I don't know about his drawing skills, but he couldn't do, what, you know, have you seen pinups of his Dark Knight stuff, like anniversary pinups? They're completely different. A lot of it looks more like Sin City and then the later stuff looks more, you know, it's, it's it's disappointing to me. Like dark, I still go back to Dark Knight Strikes again because we everybody, everybody in the comic world is freaking out, and what we got was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, well, and I don't, you know, and I don't necessarily love I I, and again, just because my feelings about Carrie are my feelings about Carrie, I don't love what happened to her as though as that series went on. But I, I it's like, but again, he could. We, we've seen it over and over. We talk about Stephen King. You talk about different people. They come in and they try different things. Like they make different directors come in and try something new. You know, the writers everybody, try everybody something. Everybody was mad about um, the prequel movies. And I was mad for a long, long time. And then watching Clone Wars, revisiting them years and years later, I not sold my wife on this, but, you know, <laughs> I probably never will. But um, the fact that the prequels, or George doing something new, like Sam Whitfield. Something he wanted to do. Yeah, I... The genius of George is like, he's like, I'm going to do this complete pivot. And everybody went, well, what the hell is this? And then it takes, uh, everything takes about 10 years. So we're about 20 years from this. And this should be where, oh, Sin City is this classic thing. And, you know, and and I'll speech up and down the road that you have to read that Yellow Bastard and you have to read you know, the, the, the two Dwight volumes, but um, some of it you don't have to read. Some of it some you, of it you don't that. have to read. It's true. Uh, it was fine. He tried that and it was, you know, and, and then we move on. Yeah, I mean, he didn't, he, only- yeah, he, it, it just, he didn't evolve and, and, and he's mad that people didn't come with him. And again, retell the same story or evolve. Don't like, half-ass it and i just it's just disappointing and again i I mean i'm glad we read it i'm glad i'm glad it's over if there is a prequel i'm I'm gonna be honest if he puts out a western prequel i'm gonna read it i'm gonna pick it up i would love that but 
if he never does, I'm also fine with that. Like, I'm not going to bend over backwards. I'm not going to write him fan mail and be like, dear Frank, please write me, please write a, a, you know, a prequel to Sin City. But if you do, I will read. Like, I'm here for it if he wants to do it. He's like, I've said this to you recently. It's like Chuck, Chuck Palahack. I, I am Chuck's abused dog. Like, every time. I'm like, fuck you, Chuck. This is shitty. And then he puts out something new. I'm like, well, I better check it out. And it's because yeah. I can't get over how great Passenger was. I can't get over how great Cursed is and how good Fight Club is and how good, like how bizarre Choke is and how insane Rant is. Like, I can't get over this in a real good way. Like, Cursed is amazing. And so then I'm going to keep giving him the benefit of the doubt. And then it's like, Ugh. and again, People, some people love Chuck, and the thing is, what Chuck is doing, he he, there's he is definitely changing. He's definitely evolving. I just don't necessarily like his direction, so it's not something that, and I don't want him to just retell this. I don't want him to just do another version of Choke. But what he's doing now, it just feels like mean. You know, there's a difference between being satirical and being mean. And I think Frank, and so to bring it back to Frank. Um, I think Frank has gone from making like a commentary on superheroes by making an anti-superhero comic that we talked about early on in this series to just like making a comic book that's a superhero comic, but in Sin City. And it just doesn't work. And this is just kind of mean spirited. And I don't love. I just like you said, there's literally scenes where it's just like the whole page is Deidre's ass. You're like, okay, we get it. She's wearing a thong. Cool. But if this was earlier in the series. We wouldn't have this reaction. If Family Values was the last volume, then we wouldn't be having this discussion. You're Family right. Values, what a great way to end with a self-contained story, has some heart to it. Um, this this starts out like a classic Sim City, and then it kind of just it, it goes too long. It, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of stuff in here that. I would, I would have just cut out because it's like, well, this doesn't. Yeah, there's a good five issue series, five issue story in here, isn't there? Yeah, I feel like we need another. And like, if he came out with, oh, Sin City, you know, a new Sin City, he would have to reintroduce the whole town. And you know, if you set it 25 years later, I mean, that that might be cool. But at the same time, I don't know if this would even fly. There's so much stuff in here that's that that a it's a, like almost flat. It's flat out offensive in some of the stuff. It just does not. <laughs> it bothered me so much the second time reading this. It was just, it was just like okay, I'm tired of this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm I, done I, with it, and it's like right, I'm glad we did the whole thing. But man, yeah. this is gonna, it's kind of a slog at the end. Like that's fair. Yeah, it's a slog. Just like okay, friends. Like. <laughs> Like maybe it shouldn't have, shouldn't have been structured as it is, but it's, you know. Yeah. Get, well, I think that's away. a I think that's a good place yeah, to. Because he was Frank Miller, you know. Correct, and I feel like that's a good place to end our talk on Helen back and 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 talk about what we're going to do. So because again, it was a slog, and so we set off air. Well, we've got a plan. So Heath and I have been trying to figure out what our next project is going to be, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do. Um, you know, we, we've been talking about, like, do we do something Buffy? And Jack and I have done Buffy. And maybe we could do an episode by episode Buffy. And then we're like, ooh, let's do Legends of Tomorrow. And ooh, let's do Highlander. And oh, let's do... So then I was like, I sent him an email. And I was like, why don't we just do it all? Like, 
we talk all the time and we just do this, what you guys have just listened to. So we're going to start a new series and it's going to be Heath and Tony talk about, and that'll be an ellipsis and it'll be whatever the fuck we feel like it. So like when we do the first episode of that, it'll be kind of like the conversation of, of us figuring out what the fuck we're going to do. But if we want the first issue, first episode of Heath and Tony talk about to be Heath and Tony talk about Sin City and we do our wrap up show and then that can kind of lead in. And then we're going to talk about stuff, uh, whatever the fuck we feel like. It's something pop culture The punchline is always going to be that it's going to be around 45 minutes long because the best time for us to record are Friday nights <laughs> right before I have to go to bed before he has to go to work. So it's a perfect, we've got this 45-minute hot spot for us to really just record us talking like we normally would. And then, unfortunately, everybody has to hear it. One idea I had for a podcast that hasn't come about was having like the topic. Like we just give each other a list of topics and then I'll take up my old D and D dice. Yeah. And we'll roll on randomize it. Because I would love to cover like uh the Carrie Nord Carl Kiesel Daredevil run, which is really short, but led into Joe Kelly's first stuff with Gene Colin on that book. But that that's my favorite Daredevil run of all time. It was like six issues. Because Carl Kissel basically said, I'm gonna bring him back to the original version, a pre Frank Miller version. It is great. Or stuff like the Hawk and Dove series. All right, but you're uh, talking about the Kessels. We have to do Hawk and Dove. Yeah, no, I'm here for that. The problem. Bar- I have Barbara on my Facebook. So, you know, Barbara, I'll be bugging her, like saying, hey, you want to come on and talk? I about would this? love that. Oh my God. I would totally fangirl all over her. Chat room. I don't know if I ever told you. This is a chat room with Carl Kiefer once. And I said, hey, what? Are you ever going to bring back Dawn? And he's like, don't go there. <laughs> and that was it in the chat. I was like, oh, man. And I know they brought it back just to like kill her off, and I'm like, that's that's not cool, DC. Well, they, cool. they so it's like something, and see, those are things we can talk about. Like, why does DC hate Donna Troy and Wally West and Don? Like, what did, what did they do? What did what did Wally West do to somebody? Why did he piss somebody off? He's delightful. Jeremy Adams did so much in the Flash to, to yeah. bring back. Oh, that yeah. run I did not too long ago. Brilliant. See, yeah, this will be um, the show, people. This Heath and I doing stuff like this and being like, "Did you read that thing? That'll be fun." Brilliant stuff. Like yes, canceled but brilliant. The original Flash. Yeah. We 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 would like leave basketball games to run home to watch yeah. the Flash because we didn't have VCRs and it was on. We're like, we'll drop everything. So yeah, that's what the show will be. So we'll it'll be a couple of times. The goal is going to be for us to record every other friday and then the in between saturdays more in the mornings we'll talk and figure out what we'll do whether heat the world is dice or we'll just plant because we want to plant so it's like like that i haven't read that carl kessel um daredevil run so i'd want to read it i don't even know if it's, i'm gonna check to see if it's been digital but yeah I, I'll oh, get the libraries can make things happen we can make it happen so that's what we're going to do. And that's going to be the show and it'll be fun. And it'll be a couple of times, hopefully a couple of times a month, we'll be able to record stuff. Um, but this you're hearing in the second week of February and, um, and thank you're welcome. Jack is like, when are you guys going to finish in city? He's a completist. And so he's pissed that we haven't finished because he likes to read along. So sorry, friend, it's been two years that Heath and I have set this up, but we are done now. And we, we make, and look, 
with Heath and I, you never know when a topic will come back around. And we may spend the first episode just revisiting Sin City, or we may talk about something else. So next, in a week from today, or a week from you know, tomorrow, Heath and I will talk for an hour, and we'll figure out what the first episode will be. And then in a few weeks, we'll be back here to talk about whatever the fuck that is. So that'll be fun. So I'm glad, man. This will be fun. This is like... I'm going to try to dig up pictures of us from from our ch- from our teenage years, and that will be the um, the image of the show. Heath and Tony talk about which when one we, when we uh, when we broke into that <laughs> the central limitations of it when we broke into that barn and outside of Kalamazoo and we took those pictures. Those those were the ones. I wish. Do you have those? I don't have those. I have them. I asked you years ago, but you, you, you have to have someone. Okay, I'll, I'll look too. Maybe I do. Yeah, I definitely have one of you and me and little Tony playing pool in the red basement at Sharn Zero's oh, house. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I tried to explain the little Tony thing to um, somebody about how I would pick him up and throw him. And, and everybody was like, all I can picture now is you throwing a child. You're an asshole. I'm like, yep. Okay, that's fair. Thank you. Thanks for that. We didn't call him little Tony because he, he was just also called Tony and he's littler than me. So well, a lot of the discussion will be like what you did for fun in that 90s if you were <laughs> like drinking or doing drugs. And that's basically kind of what we did. But this, we, when we smoked cigarettes later, but it was like, yeah, like a six pack of Mountain Dew in the back. Seat. Yeah. And I went great right, because I was straight edge kid. You were not. So it was definitely there. Were, you know, it was different. I, I, I fell off. It's okay. I would never judge. I was never a judger. So for sure. All right. Well, yeah. Well, this has been Sin City, people, and hell and back was bad. We give it. Uh, listen, I wouldn't. Here's the thing. I would give it 1.5. I wouldn't give it a not recommend. I'm with you. I would say this is not. You should read it just so that you can appreciate family values even more. And then you said it perfectly. And you read this and you're like, Oh, I'm sad that family values wasn't last, but this, and I almost think if you read this in a different order, if you read this fourth, I definitely think it's better, <laughs> but because it's last and you're sad that this is the bad taste in your mouth. So I think you said it perfectly. So, um, would you, anything to plug? Do you have anything? We've got our comics lit is coming out later this year, but like if you would, if people wanted to reach out to you to say, you're wrong, this is the greatest thing ever. Or Frank Miller, if you wanted Frank Miller to send you hate mail, how would, how could he do it? <laughs> HB Fedora, all lowercase. It's Instagram. It's my Instagram. Uh, Heat Fedora, all one word on Facebook. If you want to email me, uh, Heat Fedora at Yahoo, because I still have a Yahoo. Yeah. I'm at 90s email. Um, hey, 90s are cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking about uh, my own podcast, um, but I don't know at this this point but I, I i'm more excited about us doing stuff together just because i'm relying more on your experience but uh, <laughs> yeah that's, that's basically uh where you, anybody can reach me um, okay that's where you should get stuff. he's doing stuff yeah. and he's he's just written in a brilliant a brilliant psychological horror story that i loved very much so um you can go to my website ar which is read not ready for the public view yet but when you get to read it people you're gonna love it so arfarina.com that's where you can get me and you can get my books and i've got my second novel back from the editor yesterday so that's what i'm going to be doing all weekend is is uh accepting and or rejecting edits um and then well i've got stuff coming out i've got books coming out in 2024 you we've got our collection out we've got anachronistic comics coming out with martian lit 
we've got shit going on. You and Eric did yours. Eric did mine. Yeah. He did Seth. Eric Lee, nice guy, amazing artist. Um, we got shit happening, my friend. So that is that's it. And then one day we'll be at a con near you. The dream will be to get an artist table at Dragon Con and just be like, we're at Artist Alley at fucking Dragon Con. That's the dream. Yeah. Yeah, so for sure. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll thanks for doing this, friend. All right. Yep.